I'm Catherine Smart. And I'm Rochelle Bingham. And this is Reality Mums, your go-to podcast for reality TV, pop culture, mum life, and all things in between. We're back for another episode of Reality Mums. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas and we're crawling. We're both crawling, aren't we, Rochelle? Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to go to the shops again. I'm sick of food shopping. I'm sick of lunchboxes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 No, we're done. Um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so I've got a sleeping you know, child. This child is asleep. Hopefully I don't have to run out and get him, but we'll get straight into it. Overnight, the Vanderpump Rules trailer has dropped and it looks so good. It's, I don't know. I was not expecting to be surprised. So much has been drip fed onto social media. It's like, what's the point in watching the season? We already know everything that's going on. Well, we've got some explosive revelations. We've got Schwartz hooking up with Sheena. Yeah. Kissing her. I don't know how big of a hookup it is. You've got the intro to the trailer with all of them talking to camera. Brock has obviously been given a contract this year. Ali's shiny suit. Yes. Ali's got a big, much bigger role, James's girlfriend. Um, And yeah, it's looking, it's so good. Whether it's edited to look that way, I mean, I'm sure it is, but holy shit, it looks really good. I'm excited. Yeah. Jax is back. He is. And And mad with him. (laughs) Yeah. And um, (laughs) let's also see that Lala. A little bit of jealousy over the Ariana thing. Looks Doesn't like it. That way. Yeah. I I don't understand. Not so much jealous, but I did kind of get a little bit sick of her with everything. And now she's doing Chicago, Broadway. I saw that. So this is and Ariana. Ariana's going to be Ariana. on Broadway. Yeah, not yeah. Ariana. Um, which apparently she's trained theatre person. Yeah. I didn't know about this. First of all, I thought, oh, no, is it like when Shane Crawford was Joseph or whatever it was in the Joseph or Technicolor Dreamcoat? Is that what's happening? Are we just handing it out to whoever now? Um, inter- international listeners have got no idea who we're talking about. It's a local footballer. <laughs> well, not local footballer, yeah. an Australian footballer. Yeah, who was given like a, a part um, where I feel like somebody who worked in theatre could have probably done it a yeah. little better. Yeah. So, but apparently Ariane, Ariana is trained in theatre, so we'll see how it goes. But I do, I did feel the similar to Lala, not in a jealous way, obviously, but in a way that it was like, oh my goodness, she's on everything: garbage yeah. bags, batteries. Good on her, but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I think that's coming end of January. So we've got a little yeah. while until that drops, but it looks good. We will be watching. Something else I've been watching is Strife, which is an eight-part. Um, show on Binge, which is based on the life of Mia Friedman and the career of Mia Friedman, who is a media, I'll call her a mogul. She's a media mogul um, based in Sydney. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's headed up by Asha Keddy, who is one of my favourite Australian actors. I was a huge fan of Offspring. I loved her in Offspring. And I'm not a massive fan of Australian productions, but the writing in this is really good. It's witty. I would be sitting on the couch watching it and burst out laughing because something would happen. And I'm just like, that is hilarious. 
So there was a nice little break from the reality shows. I've already finished it. There's a season two coming. Um, you watched it. You weren't as big a fan as I was. No, no I'm really not a, an Australian drama fan and I'm not even, I don't know, into the, I don't mind Mamma Mia, but I'm not, you know how Mamma Mia has got like a cult following where everyone listens to the podcast and that, I'm not a huge follower. So um, I respect, you know, what she's done and everything. I like an Australian comedy, but this yep. was like an Australian yep. drama. I didn't find it overly funny. I watched it though, but yeah. I can't say I loved it. Yeah. No, it's. I did yeah, finish I, it though. I didn't turn it off. I think for people who are cult followers of the podcast, which that is me, there's three that I listen yep. to. I'm a subscriber, so I pay the subscription, plus I um, listen to the three episodes. What I love about it, it's multiple perspectives and people disagreeing respectfully. Yes. which I think is missing from so much. So you can hear about a world issue and then hear one person's take on it and another person's take and they don't necessarily have to agree, but it's done no. in a way that's respectful. And I think more people that listen to conversations like that will mean we've got a, a better society, you know, to simplify it. I, there's I, I, Not I the trolls. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about trolling. It's just about respect and yeah. learning other people's views and being able to see other people's perspectives. So, yeah. Yeah, and I like that strife is an extension of that because it's exploring all of those different themes and then you get to see the yeah. back end of the media industry and magazines and the internet and it's just fascinating to me. So I really liked it. I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a bad watch, but I like I'm not pumped for season two, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. Another yeah. thing that I am is an Australian thing uh, that I'm also not loving, but I'm still watching. I'd say I'm more hate watching it. Is the Real Housewives of Sydney still going? Oh, I just don't really know where to start. They're in Japan, or they've been in Japan. I think they're back. So there's a new episode that drops today. The fur woman has gone. She's been in Europe. So she hasn't been on the last couple of episodes. I feel like that she might be regretting being on the show a little bit. The microscope on, on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been controversy with her, with her selling fur to start with, which is just not really something that people are doing. And then she said she only buys her fur from Europe and gets the best furs and it's like cruelty-free or whatever she was trying to say. And it's mm. now come out that she's not apparently, allegedly, uh, she's getting cheap furs from China or wherever she can get them. So I think she might regret her decision being on the show. Yep. Again, there's still not much of a storyline. I find it a little bit funny, like one of them, there's this one with these boobs who's the frontline porn star worker or whatever oh, she Caroline. is. She, she grew up in or, or had spent her teenage years and early 20s in Japan, so she's meant to be this expert on Japan and she's taking them around and she's in a market and she's saying, look at that tower. It's the Tokyo Tower. It's significant. And this Japanese man stops and says it's actually a telephone 5G tower. That was uh, fantastic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love, like I'm watching it for that. Yeah. And I'm liking seeing Japan, but I mean. I you know, know what was missing from that scene? Shade from the editors. The editors take themselves too seriously on this show. It's true. What they needed to do in that moment was do a cross where they showed what the Tokyo Tower looks like yep. in comparison to the telephone tower. And yep. then it would have just elevated that level that of production. Funny. It's like yep. they're not taking them too seriously. It's a bit of fun. 
Yeah. And she did laugh about it. Like she wasn't like she was she did laugh at herself. They should have scanned over to her when she was to the tower when she was saying it and underneath written not not yeah. the Tokyo Tower. Yes. And then, yes. you know, and then said 5G Tower. Like, you know how they do the little bit of shade underneath yeah. in a lot of that's what's missing, I think. I feel like it is taken a little bit too seriously. And even the fighting, it's it's not broken up. It's when they're trying to be funny, it's it just doesn't land with me. Even the whole onion analogy that she was using when she was calling was it Chrissy was calling Kate an onion in that yes. every layer is the same. Whereas the mm. correct use of the onion analogy is that you deep with many, many different layers. Yeah. <laughs> like she was using it wrong. So they could have used shade with text in that respect exactly. too. But instead it was just a badly worded analogy. That analogy. This episode thing. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, move on. Like, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. not one yeah. that really stands out to me that I really like. I, the, uh, the one I do like is the, la- and I don't even know any of their names. The one that has had cancer. She seems the most Kelly. normal, relatable. Kelly. She seems quite Sally. relatable. <laughs> Not Kelly, Sally. <laughs> Sally. Well, see, I don't even know. I know Terry Viviano. That's yeah. it. Um, I don't like Caroline. And I know that the fur one's called Victoria. Yeah. Isn't she? And then there's the the vet, Kate. Kate. She also grates my cheese. Yeah. Even though I'm not for the fur one. So I don't know. I'm still, I watch it. The, it's it's been true. nominated for some favourite oh. TV shows. I don't know. By who? Terry Biviano nominated herself. <laughs> Paid. It wasn't us. Not it us. wasn't us. But good for trying. Okay. Throw in some shade and we might be a little bit more receptive next time. Yeah, and don't take yourself too seriously. Have a little mm. joke, but not this sort of. I don't know. They seem to joke like, oh, oh, oh we're rich. <laughs> and it's like, that's not a joke. Oh, <laughs> Especially in this, in this climate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, they could have even thrown some shade when it was the fur um, dinner. Or, you know, when she was in the car on the way to the animal wildlife mm-hmm. thing and she's sitting there in fur and it should have said, you know, fur jacket. You know, something. Yeah. They could have. They need to I think we little... need to be brought in as consultants, to be honest. <laughs> we'll, we'll take in notes on each episode. Here's what you could have done. <laughs> now, um, a show that doesn't need notes is Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. Do I love Beverly Hills more than life itself? Yes, I do. That dining table scene that we continued on from last episode is still just as iconic as it was when we talked about it last week, Denise Richards coming back and having one of the servers go back and say that Denise Richards is, what did he say? What, what were the He's exact wasted. words? He's like, Denise Richards is wasted. Wasted. Like it was a train wreck. Then she had her jacket on upside down and the, the slurring of the words. I mean, I mean, we laugh. Is it troubling? Is it problematic? Look, I don't know, but it was iconic that whole table. I tell you who I didn't enjoy or feel was necessary other than the new housewife where we're just fine. She's trying a bit hard, but Cynthia Bailey, just like, why? I didn't, I didn't need her there. I didn't, (laughs) she seemed to stick out to me. Like even the way she was standing in between 
I think it was, was it Sutton and Kyle were fighting at one point and she's in the middle of them and just looking like, what am I doing? But I kind of like that. I like that uncomfortableness that where she was like, oh, what have I done? I hated her like, hair. She had pigtails. I'm like, what the, what's with the pigtails? Yes. That was distracting. It It's really, really good. That dinner scene, Sutton lighting a joint at the table, but she's on the board of the American Ballet, so she's anti-Magic Michael wherever they were at, but she was just... But she's okay with out yeah, of her handbag. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. And Denise, that was iconic. Yeah. What was... Was it Valium? Oh, look, she said she Very had a cold. slurry. So who knows? She was I under think she was a bit worked up in the car and has potentially had a couple of drinks and maybe taken a Xanax or a Valium and then it's gone a little bit yeah, too over yeah. the edge. Um, when she was saying, watch the show, and she's all like disheveled mm. and then her jacket and Dorit's trying to be nice saying, oh, I think your jacket's upside down. She's <laughs> like, you don't know. Ugh. And everyone's Maybe just, yours is up, yours upside down. She's like, no. <laughs> and then Dorit's so like, maybe little. in two years. This will be a fashion thing. I love it. And I forgot what I was going to say. But, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm really loving, I'm liking seeing Erica not so fired up, yeah. not ready to jump down everyone's neck. It's a really nice thing to see a softer side to her and she's not so ready to fight everyone. She's so much more measured and it makes it so much more enjoyable for us because we're getting better commentary. We're not being bombarded with screaming. The Sutton-Kyle drama is enough on its own. Sutton, yes. uh, you know, she came out unexpectedly with the comment towards Kyle about you've lost two sisters, do you want to lose another one, as in saying she was a sister. And then the conversation turned to Kathy Hilton and then we get the little bombshell out of Sutton that Kathy yelled at her. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, Kyle must be loving it. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, the Comments by Celebs podcast, and they were talking about how the Paris in Love depiction of Kathy Hilton is playing in Kyle's favour because when we saw her only on Beverly Hills, we got the funny Kathy, goofy, you know, she's always putting the lipstick on, it's the nervous tick, it's, you know, you get all of that, but Paris in Love is exp- Exposing a slightly different side and it's actually showing to everyone who is you know invested in the Kyle Richards side of things what she's been trying to say so that's an and interesting even the Lisa, sideways thing the Lisa Rinna drama from last season because we saw such a quirky funny Kathy you were like Kathy's wouldn't be do that she wouldn't scream like that then when you see the Paris in Love side of Kathy, you can see mm. she's quite controlling. Apparently, like they say that uh, Paris keeps saying she's got ADHD, so she doesn't. And she avoids conflict and she yeah. gets preoccupied with things. Fine, but I do think a lot of it is that if she doesn't want to talk about something, she's deflecting. Mm. It is interesting to see that different side of her. I'm finding Kyle strange this season in that she always wants to talk about everyone else's drama and now she's avoiding her drama. Mm. I don't know. And Did you see last night the, the photo of her with Morgan at Kathy's Christmas party? Morgan's wearing like a, a suit in between her, like Kyle on one side. Like Kathy they're a couple. It's a couple shot. It's, it's a, a couple, couple shot. shot. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. I mean, if she's happy, that's great. 
she doesn't. I'm get you fine to with it. I feel. wish she'd just say what it is. Yeah, I don't understand why that's like it is. But just yeah. say, or just say, we're working things out. Like obviously, you know, like just something. I don't know. The whole friendship line is. I don't know. It's not working, really. Not, not when working. you're tattooing each other's bodies and we going. Have yes, eyes. Like a we yeah, have brains. <laughs> yeah, we do. Anyway, um, it's awesome. I love it. It's good. Miami is also delivering. Really enjoying Miami. So it opened with Julia singing for Martina, the opera, and it was actually really lovely. I Such know. a sweet moment. Yeah, I was saying the other week. Oh my goodness, she's not very good. But you know Same. what? She did it, and it was amazing. And just seeing, even if she wasn't good, which she was actually quite good, but even if she wasn't that good in that moment, it was so nice seeing Martina so happy. And Julia did the nice thing for her. It was a really, really lovely moment. And yeah, she pulled it off. Yeah. So that was great. Then yep. they've gone away. So a lot of these housewives are now going on their cast trips. I'm noticing. So mm-hmm. there's drama over bedrooms. Um, Alex, was it Alexis that didn't want to share with Julia? So Julia asked Alexa, oh, not Alexis. Julia asked Alexia if she would like Alexia. to be her roommate. Now, yes. Alexia always rooms with Marisol, yes. but instead of saying no, Alexia's done the whole. Oh, I had to have to ask Todd, like doing this yeah. whole, or I have to ask Marisol. It's like. Um, she's kind of implying that Julia would try to hit on her because she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. and like she's, she's got no control. And I'd be offended by that too. You can be, Same. you can be a lesbian and share a room with another woman, and it not be no. a sexual thing. No, so. it doesn't mean that you're after every single woman. It's like right. being a heterosexual person. You're not out there just after every single person. Exactly. It's a very narrow mindset, but. Yeah, I'd be offended if I was Julia as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, Lassa is still causing problems. She wants to take that Marcus guy everywhere. Yeah, it's like a handbag, a really big underage handbag. Well, not underage. He's thirty something, but he's not. He's not in her age bracket. If you're scrolling no. on those websites, you know when you do that thing where you got to do the spin the wheel to get to your year of birth. He's <laughs> nowhere near each other. He's not spinning far. Um, even when she got there, she made a comment about the bed's big enough that he could have come. And I'm like, my goodness, just it's he's not coming on every single thing. He doesn't really add a lot of value either because he's mm. kind of just in the background. But I don't know. He's like her security blanket at the moment. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Um, the podcast that I was talking about before, the comments by celebs, they did an interview with Gertie as part of that recent episode that I've just listened to. She is, it's a really good listen, by the way, have a listen to the whole podcast. It goes for, I think an hour and a half, but Mm -hmm. the interview with Gertie, she just lets everything out. She is furious with Larsa. She's still like for anybody that says that reality TV is fake and that it's staged and it's scripted and everything. Listen to that interview. So you've got a woman who has been diagnosed with cancer. She's gone through treatment. Uh, We're watching a show that was filmed quite a while ago. The, the fire is still there. She is still just as angry with Larsa. Larsa's doubling down on what she did, exposing the diagnosis to people when she'd been asked not to. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good listen and it just shows you that what we are seeing is very genuine and it yeah. nothing's changed 
in all that time, they're still at odds about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, Lassa, I don't know. I think she needs to have a little break. Yeah, I agree. I'm loving Julia and um, Nicole. Is it Nicole? Which Dr. Nicole? Nicole? Oh, yeah, the doctor. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Having a baby. That was yeah. trying for a baby. I really like those two. I love that we see Julia and that she's natural in herself, like she's not full yeah. of all of the the implants and the injections. Like she's just yeah. a natural beauty. She's very honest, raw, real. She's not turning up like a Barbie doll that's had a BBL. Like, Yeah. And I yeah. like that we saw last season her and Martina having a bit of issues. Every couple goes through issues. Mm. You have your moments, you have your time. They had the issues. Martina's obviously had a cancer battle and they've come together and they seem really, really happy together. And I like that. I like seeing people happy. It doesn't have to always be the breakups and all that sort of stuff. It's nice to see them happy just together as a couple. And they've put the ch- children thing they were going to adopt, they've put that on hold. So it's it's good. Yeah. It's nice. And I like that Marisol isn't as front and centre this season. Yeah, She's there, but her and her drinking was a whole storyline last season and they've really listened and put that aside this season, which is good. I think that's very strategic on behalf of the production company to scale it back. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cast trips, we've got Salt Lake City who were able to go overseas because there was no (laughs) Jen (laughs) Shah. Now they're in Bermuda. Um, I've got to say, like, I've watched it a couple of times. I didn't really commit to memory anything that happened significantly other than the fact that Meredith Marks took two sleeping pills by accident and then is on death's bed, you know, what's it called? On her deathbed, basically unable to get up. She's sick. She's, she looks hilarious. I'm so like, I feel bad laughing because she's obviously in a really bad way. She just wanted a bath, the poor thing. And she couldn't get a room because of the way that they distributed the rooms. It was, yeah, it was a thing. It was a drama. So it provided that. Salt Lake and Beverly Hills provided some really good mm. scenes that can be used for memes forever now so Meredith lying in bed full glam IV drip in shivering and shaking complaining that she just wants a bath (laughs) is hilarious when there was actually what five other baths or something in the house she could have gone and used someone's bath I'm pretty sure like just because the bath's in someone else's room if I was on a trip and my friend said to me listen I'm not feeling well can I use the bath I'd be like yeah that's fine yeah I don't understand why they can't share I also don't understand when Monica seems so caring towards Meredith, but then no one actually wanted, they all know that she's obsessed with the bath. Maybe just give her a room with a bath. Why was it such a big thing to not give her the bath? Bizarre. I don't know. I think we need to add baths to sound baths. And what else? What was that? What what was our other theme? Do you like having baths? Only a little bit. Only because I get bored. So I've got to be doing something. I'll be and posting something or editing a video while I'm in the bath. No. I feel like I'm marinating in my own juices and I'm sweating and then things are floating or moving. Like I need bubbles, like full coverage bubble. Like yeah. I don't want to sit in a bath and just look down and see my body <laughs> like a prune. So I don't get the big fuss. Mm-mm. Like I don't know. And then I think, oh, I'm too cold in the bath and I need a very deep bath. I need coverage. No, just have a shower. I enjoy a shower, but a bath is just, I know people find them very relaxing, but it's just not for me. And then I, my hands are wet and I want to eat something or use my phone or read a book and I can't and the towel's over. It's a stressful experience. (laughs) 
And then the kids want to get in or there's a toy shop. Oh, yeah, shoved the in. kids always jump in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Not just stay out of the bath. Um, um, Angie which I thought Kay was funny. The, oh, Angie Kay, yeah, <laughs> with the, the diamond on the patches? head. Like she was heading off to the fire festival or whatever she was doing. She. I'm so annoyed that. because I, I had actually had a thought I was going to turn up today with diamonds all over my forehead, done like it. cover my whole forehead. And so anyone who hasn't seen the episode, she's got a pimple. And so she's put a pimple patch on it, but then you can kind of see it. So then she's stuck diamantes, three diamantes across the top of her forehead. Yes. It looks so ridiculous, but I loved how Lisa was just like, oh, what's on your head? What is that? She straight away went for it yeah. instead of yeah. just. Didn't ignore it. Yeah, and there was no no ignoring it. It was just, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> but the, that the was- Greek the Greek flag, she's packed the, the Greek um, bikini to wear and then at the end of the episode there's something there's some storyline around her being part of the greek mafia i know enough i I don't want it to become um like in potomac where they're talking about the shrine and everything i don't want it to become that where we're focused on this greek mafia drama No, no no move on um yes on that note we will move on to winter house Captain Sandy made her appearance this episode. I'm not sure why. Kind of just went there, blew some smoke up Malia's ass about how wonderful she is, and then <laughs> skipped some slopes and left. Yeah, it was a bit what weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Corey's parents are now also in on her. Like, how many extra people can we have in this house? <laughs> is is it going to be a Christmas special where the cousins turn up and like they're getting too many extra? Characters. We don't need below deck. Characters. What was the chick from below deck that turned up? Not Aisha, the other one. Riley. Riley. So Riley's posted overnight on her Instagram because I think she's copying a bit of flack for her lack of in, you know, anything interesting in her episodes. And mm. she's basically said that she went into filming and didn't prepare for it the way that she should have. And she mm-hmm. wasn't prepared to go into a show that had so many entertaining people, like big personalities. Below Deck's a bit more of a mix, like it's a workplace. And you're she doing wasn't, a job. Yeah, she wasn't ready for that. She didn't prepare herself mentally and she also didn't prepare herself for the significant amount of alcohol that would be consumed. So she's felt the need to justify her appearance on Winter House, which I thought was really interesting. She also posted because her father has just passed away. So oh. there's been a fair bit going on. So she must have been copying it a bit online, but Winter House has just had a reunion. So this is the first time they've done a reunion for Winter House. Um, but it sounds like the drama with Danielle and Alex and Jordan, that that all sort of comes to a bit of a head and it warranted a reunion. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I- I don't have a problem with Riley being on there and I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think she should be copying anything for it. I think it's the production's problem of having too many chefs mm. in the kitchen. You need the core group. We don't need people's parents making appearances. If his parents were there, they don't need to be in the house. We're all waiting for Sam to turn up. Mm. She's taking forever. Mm. And in the meantime, and the whole Captain Sandy turning up on the slopes was not really needed for the episode. No. It didn't provide anything. Yeah. I mean, the main drama about the the whole show, even though we've got Schwartz and Katie hooking up, it really is this whole Danielle. Alex. Alex. Yeah. 
I'm not a fan of Danielle. I didn't enjoy watching her on Summer House with all the Lindsay stuff and the way that she carried on when they got engaged, even though she was technically right. My my light just died. (laughs) I had a light on and it just (laughs) The glow. Danielle, shut you down. Um, I like Danielle normally. I really enjoy Danielle, but she's coming across a little bit clingy Mm. to Alex. She's saying she doesn't care, but then, and I get that he's not really being always appropriate, but I don't understand. It's a two-week period. So this whole season Mm. is filmed over a two-week period. That's why I don't really understand the need for the extra guests. We could have just focused on that drama. Mm. I felt sorry for Brian too when his stuff arrived from his mum and she took her anger out on him. I'm like, leave Brian alone. Yeah. That was a like, misstep. He hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, that was, he was really, he's just enjoying himself. He's like, it, it wasn't for him to have that taken out on him. No. So, yeah. No. Um, now, something that continues to deliver, we say it every week, is Southern Charm. Um, they are, where are they? Bermuda? Yes. It's Bermuda. Page, um, page isn't on. Uh, all, all I take, yeah, that's what I love. I love that we've, we're on pages, the get to know page trip, but Paige couldn't make it because Craig didn't ask her if she was free. <laughs> anyway, she would be happy to not be there with all the yeah. drama that's going on anyway. So um, the thing that I took from this is just the spiral that Taylor is on at the moment. She's spitting shots into um, JT's yes. mouth. What was that? Like he is, he's trying so hard to hook up with her. He wants to be with her so badly. And I just, I don't understand her behavior. And then you've got Shep getting into a fight with Craig right at the end. And again, they're dropping this rumor about Paige cheating on Craig. Like that was at the beginning with with Taylor. She said that and then came out and said, I just said it. It wasn't true. And then Shep said it again. Like what's going on there? It's jealousy, I think. Mm. I think pay, uh, Craig sort of didn't, in the earlier seasons, never had his life together. He was all a bit over the place. He was trying to study for the bar and he was doing, started sewing and he was always a bit of a mess up. Mm-hmm. And Shep and Austin were like the big, you know, star quarterbacks. And yeah. now Shep's coming across as he's turning into T-Rav. Austin is gross and a Muppet mouth. And then Craig's actually got his act together. He's got a really nice girl. Yes, it's a long-distance relationship, but he seems to have worked everything out, and I think it's jealousy. Mm. It's coming across as jealous. I don't think there's any truth to the rumours that Paige is cheating. No. Um, And JT called Austin out in that part where he started going, but I feel like he's doing it from a place of he loves Taylor. He's, I don't know, he just loves Taylor. And Taylor... I don't know what's going on. She's spiralling, but she acts like this, you know, super churchy. It's like what Madison said. She acts like this and then she's sexting Whitney and spitting shots in. You just just need to own it. Yeah, something's happening, but. Uh, Something um, is happening. Oliver is waking up. I'm going to go grab him. (laughs) I'm coming back. So Southern Hospitality came back this week. Yes. With a bang. So Leva, she's not playing a big part on Southern Charm, but she obviously this is her show. She's like the Lisa Vanderpump of Southern Hospitality. Mm-hmm. She is not messing around. So she's firing people for drinking, yep. which seems to be a surprise. So I feel like they've always 
been drinking. It's sort of been an unwritten rule that it was okay to have a shot with people to make tips or whatever. And now people are getting fired. Mm-hmm. She's laid the light, like laid the rules out this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people are happy. And I feel like it wasn't maybe said at the start. There's that other lady on there who seems to be helping her. Yeah, she's like a, a secondary boss. Like, who's that lady? I don't know. She, yeah, she looked a bit like square peg round hole, but. Yes. <laughs> I was like, hmm, you don't fit. No, <laughs> you don't. Have you escaped HR at like some big bank and now you're working? <laughs> like, I get it, but do you know you're working in a bar? It's like Bravo have had to hire a whole lot of HR representatives because of the reality reckoning thing, Bethany. <laughs> like this is lady who looks like she's clearly just gone from, you know, the day to night look from the office to the bar. So she just slipped out of her power suit and left her. And I'm like, who is this woman? But anyway, I kind of feel a bit weird. I like that Lever's being the boss, but mm. I feel a bit weird about this lady that's there. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever she is. <laughs> We'll see how that progresses. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, That's all the notes I've got on that. Yeah. Look, I didn't have any notes other than the stuff that you've really raised there. Um, (laughs) The last one that we're going to cover is Below Deck. So Below Deck, you know, we're looking at another workplace drama. We love Below Deck. Uh, I'm just surprised with how little Kyle has learned from almost being fired. He's poking the bear. It's hard to watch. He's really becoming very unlikable with the things that he's doing. Um, Mm. So he's trying to get the new stew on board with him. He's talking against the chef. It's like it's not going to end well. It's just going to blow up in his face. Chef's giving, I think I text you, he's giving Ralph Wiggum vibes. It's like Natalia paid him a tiny bit of attention and now he's obsessed. It's like she's not even on the boat anymore, but he is choosing <laughs> her and oh. keeps going on about her. He's like, Natalia, she was my friend. So I think you knew her maybe for a few weeks, Max. Yes. And she's yes. like a ghost of Christmas past who keeps popping up in people's text messages. Luca's about to muck up. Obviously, he texted her the other last episode mm. and I think she's going to come back. So he... And then he mucked up with the leaving the boat and having everyone down sleeping. Yeah. So he's not he's screwing up with Bosun. I have to stop watching it in the middle of the night because I sent you a text, I think yesterday, my internal dialogue to myself. I'm speaking in the accent of the chef. <laughs> and all I can hear is the word Natalia, Natalia, over and over <laughs> and over again. I'm like, get out of my head. I must have fallen asleep with the earbuds in listening to Below Deck because it's taken over the insides of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pest guest on there. So we saw a little snippet of him last episode and then this week apparently it all kicks off Captain Sandy saying you have to, he's going to get kicked off or he's getting warnings. So that will be interesting to see how that shapes up. But Mm -hmm. it's still delivering. It's good. I think Natalia needs to not come back, but we all know she is going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe her and the chef will spit shots into each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> What's with that? I'm I've never done that, that never in my done life. That. I've never <laughs> done that. Is it a thing? No. Nah. Because Leah was spitting in someone's mouth too. I know. It's sound Between baths, sound baths, baths cowboy hats and spitting shots into people's mouths. I think that's the wrap-up for 2023. Like that was the yeah. overall vibe. Yeah. I thought. And teeny tiny bags on Selling Sunset. 
teeny tiny <laughs> clothing. <laughs> clothing optional. Yeah. Now we've got Married to Medicine and Potomac. Still not amazing. Potomac, there's still the drama. Reality Mums acknowledges the traditional owners of lands and waters that this podcast is recorded on. I'm sick of them uh, having a go at Robin. I'm all for making her accountable for not being open and having a go at other people's lives on camera, but that doesn't need to happen all season. We don't need for her to be attacked by the rest of the cast. I just, it's not enjoyable to watch. Get over it. Find something else to talk about. Well, if she's not concerned and that's her marriage and she said I'm not concerned, then you need to leave it because it's no one else's business. They're not telling her any new news. Karen's analogy with the pie going in and out of the freezer and then quarters and halves, I was very confused with that. And, um, yeah, married to medicine, there's some drama happening between quad and heavenly and it's also, again, too confusing, too deep. Mm. The drama is getting too much. Agree. Anyway, we're done. That's it. Smashed it it out. I'm off to give this baby a bottle. So good to see you. Have a great day. You too. And thank you to everybody for listening, watching, subscribing, liking, DMing. We love it. Uh, Keep in touch. All right. Stay safe out there in the shops. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Reality Mums acknowledges the traditional owners of lands and waters that this podcast is recorded on.